The story is true, and it happened on two different nights. I live in a decent-sized town in Virginia. I was hanging out with my two close friends. Keep in mind, we're all around 18 to 19, and we're not small. Me being a 6'5", 220-pound man. It all starts with us not having anything to do, so we decided to go explore some abandoned houses. We made sure to have some knives and flashlights, and I wanted to lighten up the mood, and I got my splatter ball gun as well. The first few houses were fine. Nothing happened, and we were just goofing off. Then we get to this abandoned farm. We were having a really good time walking through the farm, but something about it just seemed really off to me. But I didn't say anything because it was around 4 a.m., so I thought it was just me being tired. We get to the main house and we notice the house's basement and front doors were wide open. I think this is when everybody stopped talking so much and was being careful. When we were walking into the house, one of my buddies who we'll refer to as Trey had stayed back with the girls that were invited and me and my other buddy Brady went to go check out the house. He went to go check the basement door and he then called to me saying that he saw a bunch of cans, beers, and needles there. While I walked to this wooden structure before you get to the front steps, I then saw some pillows and a blanket. Me being a little freaked out, I called out to Brady to come back to me. And when we caught back up with each other, we then hear something in the woods right next to us. Brady and I then heard what sounded like something big take a few steps. Brady and I just stopped in our tracks, and we didn't move for like 15 seconds. I then had the courage to then squat down and shine my flashlight under the trees. When I looked, I didn't see anything. As I was about to stand up in the corner of my eye, I then saw something twitch. As soon as I stand up, whatever it was just starts running at us with its heavy steps. Now, Brady was already halfway back when I then squared down, and Trey was helping the girls get over the metal fence that we had to climb over. I was in the very back, and I made sure everyone got over before me. I looked back, and I then see something coming out of the woods, so I just jump over the fence. We were all just sprinting in and out of the farm's buildings. We then started walking to catch our breath. We all took turns turning around, just to make sure we weren't being followed more. Trey turns around with his high-powered flashlight and just takes off, and we all take off after him. And when we eventually get to the car to leave, Trey then tells us what he saw. He said that he saw a very skinny man jumping over this wooden fence, and the worst part about it is that the guy was holding a giant kitchen knife. I have always thought, what if we were in the house when the man came in there? Thank God that's not what happened. So yeah, be safe out there when you go exploring abandoned buildings. I had just started dating my now fiancé at the time of this story. Since we were fairly new into our relationship, we wanted to go out and explore for our date night. It had started with a dinner, followed by a movie. The movie got done around 10 p.m., and we decided to take a drive. I took her to the area I grew up in, and I started showing her around. We ended up hiking at a trail at one of the nearby mountains. 
The moon that night was somewhat covered up by clouds, and there wasn't any streetlights to guide us. I parked the car and we sat there for a minute looking at the mountain view against the backdrop of the city. I told her there would be a good view of the city from the top, so we decided to start hiking. The first part of the hike is a bunch of old railroad wood that was then repurposed to make stairs. We started the climb, and it was beautiful, as the air was really nice and cool, and we had nothing but the sounds of nature all around us. Halfway up the stairs, we stopped to take a break, as they're pretty steep, and there's over 150 steps. As we stood there taking in all of the scenery, we both felt a sense of dread come over us. I didn't say anything as to not freak her out, but then she said, Do you hear that? I listened closely, and I heard a faint sound of bushes and leaves being trampled. It sounded like someone or something was trying to sneak up on us. I looked around frantically to see if anyone was around, but being 10 o'clock at night, nobody was to be seen. I then told her, let's get out of here. And as we started our rather rapid descent down, we both heard a growl right behind us. We booked it down the stairs at record speed and back into the road. We ran to the car and got inside, locking all of the doors. I double-checked my back seat because I've heard way too many horror stories about someone being in the back seat. I started the car and I turned the headlights on to see if we could see it. I scanned the windshield, but I didn't see anything or anyone out there. I put the car in reverse, and as we backed up, we saw them. There were about five people in robes making their way down the side of the mountain. We were horrified. It was way too dark to see if they were holding anything, but we could definitely make out the outline of these people. I stepped on the gas and got us the hell out of that parking lot. We got into the main road and then booked it through the little town. We were both freaked out, as who knows what they were doing there. They looked like your typical devil worshippers that you see in movies, but the atmosphere they gave off is impossible to describe. It was like a cult. Needless to say, we never went back to that spot. A while back, I worked at a gas station near the edge of a wildlife preserve. The daily commute was an hour long one way on a lonely highway surrounded by forest. It was fairly dark during the day and pitch black at night. For context, at the time, I was a 23-year-old guy living with my older brother Tom and his girlfriend Alice while I was finishing up community college. In the summers, I worked full-time, but only part-time during school. I didn't own a car, but Tom had an old Toyota pickup that he said I could use. It worked alright, except there was a problem with the radiator. It was leaking somewhere, and it would heat up when the fluid got very low. Tom told me I had to watch the fluid until he could get around to fixing it, which he never did. It was August on a Monday and I had been out all weekend, so I slept most of the day. My shift didn't begin until 10 p.m., so I wasn't worried. I let myself slip in and out of sleep until I heard Alice and then later Tom come home. 
That's when I realized that it must be almost 8pm. I woke up frantically and began to rush because I had to be on the road by exactly 8.45pm. Soon enough, I was headlong in the darkness with only my headlights leading the way. The road seemed especially dark that evening and I didn't anticipate other cars, especially not at this hour. Unfortunately, in my haste to beat the clock, I had forgotten my phone. More importantly, I hadn't checked the radiator at all since last Friday. Premonitions are an odd thing. I was literally just thinking how it would be very bad if my car died, when sure enough, a warning light came on. It had never come to this, and almost immediately, the truck began to lose power. At this point, I was probably less than 20 minutes away from work, so I tried to floor it. I heard a loud pop from up front, and the truck then slowed to a crawl, until it settled on the side of the road. I was stranded, all by myself, surrounded by miles of forest with no phone. I sat there for what seemed like an eternity, just pondering my next move, although it was probably just a few minutes in reality. The glove compartment, I thought. I opened it, and I then felt around until I then grabbed something. It was a flashlight, a very tiny flashlight that barely pierced the night. There was but one option, walk to work. I figured it would take me about three hours tops. I began with a light jog, but quickly realized I was wasting my energy. So I opted to walk as fast as possible. Aside from millions of crickets chirping, my footfalls on the gravel was the only sound. This will become important in a minute. I was perhaps 30 minutes into my walk when I then heard what sounded like another set of footsteps. Only these were coming from the opposite side. I quickly stopped and they also stopped abruptly. My tiny flashlight was of no use. Shining it as I did, I couldn't make out anything. I thought perhaps it was an echo effect or something, so I continued walking once more. Sure enough, I heard the footsteps yet again, along with twigs snapping. Someone or something was on the other side. I stopped again, and I then knelt down to search for a weapon or rock. There was none. I was still searching on the ground with my flashlight when I heard branches moving, and I saw a dark figure step into the road and then walk towards me. I thought it was possibly a bear, but I soon realized that it was a person. Stop! I yelled under my breath. My heart was pounding through my chest. I had never been so scared to see another person. What do you want? I asked. There was a moment of silence, and then a voice spoke. Why are you here? It was a man's voice, deep and without much emotion. It was odd, as I didn't really sense any kind of distress in his tone, considering our situation. He was talking as though I had just walked onto his front lawn or something. Um, I'm going to work, I replied. I almost revealed that my car had died but I caught myself. I had quickly deduced should things go south, I could run back, get in the truck, and lock all of the doors. After all, 
He probably didn't know my car was nearby. Where do you work? He asked. Just up ahead, I said. I started walking in the same direction again, and as I did so, he began to walk adjacent to me, but slowly edging towards me. Hey man, why are you following me now? My tone was a bit more defiant now. He continued inching towards me as I walked sideways, keeping him in view. There was no way I could take this guy in a fight. He was easily over six feet tall and maybe 220 pounds, so my 5 foot 8, 160 pound frame would have been outmatched. Also, I didn't know if he had a weapon or not. I was already going that way. He barked at me. I suddenly stopped and made a wide berth back the way I came. This caused him to stop and just stare at me. I think it caught him off guard. Regardless, I quickened my pace towards the truck. I wasn't going to risk walking another three hours with a stranger who had just come out of the forest. About ten minutes later, I hear heavy footsteps from behind, and I turn around to see the same guy sprinting towards me. I can't see him very well, but I can hear very heavy footsteps, and I can see a shadow cast on the road. Also, I managed to catch a glimpse of something shiny in his hand. Maybe a knife. I then book it with everything I've got. I run so hard that my heart feels like it's going to burst, but I don't stop. My adrenaline is pumping like crazy, but my legs feel like jello. Every second feels like he's gaining on me, even though I can't see him. For a moment, I then ponder running to the forest because he's got a knife, or so I believe. Even if I get to the truck, he can break the window and stab me. I can't decide, so I stay on the road. Over and over, my mind tells me to run into the forest and hide, only to realize in another moment he's too close and would probably find me. Not only am I running out of steam, the stress and anxiety is affecting my judgment. In my mind, I'm a dead man. Just then, I see lights through the trees. As I round the bend, my truck is visible and there's another car with its headlights on behind it. With every ounce of energy, I dash towards it, hoping whoever it is won't drive away before I get there. I want to yell out, but I don't have the energy. My throat is so dry and I'm out of breath, but I reach the truck. The door of the other car opens, and someone steps out, and I can tell who it is. It's my brother, Tom. I run to him, almost falling over, and then struggle to say, He's got a knife! while pointing behind me. Tom is a marine, and he always keeps a Glock nearby. He quickly gets his gun, assumes a tactical position by my truck, and takes aim in the direction I came. Drop the knife or I'll shoot. I mean it, Tom warned sternly. We never saw anyone, but we heard what sounded like someone crashing through trees, and then the noises became more and more distant. On the way home, I explained to Tom everything that transpired. Luckily for me, he knew the truck had problems, and he didn't feel good about me leaving my phone behind, so he decided to bring it to me at work. When he came upon my truck on the side of the road, he figured I had wandered off to find help, but finding nothing, and I would return. We did end up calling the police to let them know what happened, but we never heard back. 
I have no idea who that guy was or why he was there in the middle of nowhere at 9 p.m. Also, why did he decide to run after me? It makes no sense. I'm just really glad my brother decided to check up on me. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be here. The story takes place years ago. I was an 11-year-old little girl when this happened. I'm 17 years old today. I've started telling this story to a few people around me just a few years ago prior to today. You need to know that I live near some kind of forest, a little park, which is typical in the country I live in. The neighborhood isn't quite the best. It's rather known for being filled with druggies and some odd ones. There's also been some other strange things happen within this forest. However, I always took a liking to forests, as well as seemingly creepy things. Now, my best friend and I were hooked by the hip. We would always walk to middle school together, and most of the time we chose to cross the forest for fun. However, he was very prone to getting sick. Thus, it happened very often for me to walk on my own. Things were normal for a few months, that is, until a certain point. It was the beginning of spring. I know this because I remember the blooming trees, which probably really helped me during that time. As a matter of fact, I had started to notice something peculiar. I would often come across this man. I really hated looking at people in the eyes, so I don't quite remember his face. But I do remember that he had glasses, and he walked really fast, as well as his curved back. He seemed a bit old. Maybe 40s? Well, the days went by, and my best friend and I would sometimes see him in the forest. It was very irregular, plus we didn't always cross it. However, at some point, I had noticed him looking at us, and always being close by as we exited the forest. One day, however, I had really regretted ever going into the forest on my own. As I usually did, I had crossed the path. It's a path near a road, which is why we sometimes didn't go in it, if that makes sense. This is once again one of the times where my friend got sick. I thought it would just be normal like always. I mean, nothing had ever happened before, so why not, I thought. I was deadly wrong. A few minutes in, and I hear footsteps behind me. I didn't think much of it at first. I just figured maybe there was someone behind me also walking in the forest. Nevertheless, I felt something crawl in my spine. It was sickening. It felt wrong. The footsteps were fast. I'm a fast walker myself, thankfully, so it seemed normal to walk faster. However, I needed to be sure. I was fearing that maybe I was just being paranoid, so I started to slow my pace and listen to his steps. And he slowed too. I walked faster a few moments later. And again, so did he. This confirmed it for me that I was being followed. All alone without anyone near me, except for the ones who were on the road. I walked fast. A bit faster than usual. He also got faster and faster. The faster he got, the faster I tried to walk. Now, the path within the forest is rather short. So once exited, I had felt some confidence, even though he was still behind me. I used his shadow as a way to know how close he got. 
I decided to cross the road, not only to see if he was still following, but to also see his face and have an excuse to see how he looks. It was that same man as before. The man that I saw so many times before with my best friend. Without even thinking, I ran as fast as I could. The main road was close now, and many people were there. I'd made a run for it, and once I got there, I had crossed the main road, then turning back to see nothing. I didn't see him there anymore. He either turned back, or he took a hidden path near the forest. I didn't go back into that forest again all alone for years, and I never did see him there again. Needless to say, I do go in and nowadays, however, I'm always on high alert. At some point, I realized this man, whoever he was, he probably came into the forest daily or irregularly, or whatever it was to check on our schedule and wait for the right time. I really don't know if he actually would have done something, or if he actually had some kind of crazy plan. I'm just really glad nothing else happened, besides me being terrified out of my mind. If you too happen to go into a creepy forest, please be careful.